Welcome back to the Three Point Rundown podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Hutchings, sitting here with Andrew Ash and Lance Fullenweider. And we're going to talk about, you know, what we've missed. We've all kind of been sick, so we haven't been able to film an episode in like the last month. So we're really excited to be here. Um, we're just going to talk about, you know, the rest of the deadline, you know, what we missed. Um, LeBron broke the scoring record. So we missed tons of stuff. So we're just going to recap that really quick. But Andrew's here wearing his, uh, his son's jersey, obviously. Well, Obviously, what's happened, guys, since our last uh, our, our last podcast? I know, yeah. Can Dur- everyone tell me what's happened? Yes, Durant went to the Suns. Okay, so as, as we all know, after that episode, Durant went Three to five. the Suns, and um, they've been looked at as an automatic contender. Like Andrew, how confident are you in like the Sun season? I mean, I think that. I mean, I don't want to like go to get too like I don't know hyped up because I feel like I did that last season, and it <laughs> didn't really end well for. Uh, Suns fans and the Suns themselves, but um, I do think that like we have a lot better. We have the best chance that we've ever had, honestly, ever. Because I think that this team is not is not better than it's similar to the team um, in ninety two ninety three that we got Barkley. I, I think the team. I feel like now. they're way better. They're now. way better, but I mean, like we've had similar odds. But then they had to go against Michael Jordan, and I feel like while the Bucks are really good, like we look at the other conference, the Bucks are really good, the Celtics are really good. But they're not like, they're no Michael Jordan. So it's not like, oh, nobody stands a chance. I think this is the best chance we've ever had. And honestly, I said that last year. It didn't work out. But I've come to the realization that I had this realization after we lost uh, last last year. Yeah. That superstars win championships. And I thought for a while that Booker was a fringe superstar. But I've realized lately, especially with inconsistencies and just inconsistencies in general in the playoffs, that he's not a superstar. And that's not really... A knock on him it's just more that he's just not that that guy in terms of that guy that can just win you a championship and if you look at every single person that's won I mean, every single team that's won a championship they've had that second nine ball. times out of ten probably more odds than that they, yeah. they have a superstar mm-hmm. and it's so like that's what wins you championships yeah and so i feel like that's what the suns needed to do and it sucks that they gave up what they did but but here those guys aren't going to win you a championship as much as they hate to say it as much as I want it back in 2026. I, I'll tell you one thing. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm really impressed. They kept Aiton. I thought they were trying to package Aiton because I thought he didn't, you know, want to stay in Phoenix. I was surprised to see him, you know, leave and, or not leave. I was just really surprised that, you know, they were able to, you know, he stayed and they got rid of Bridges and Johnson. Bridges was a huge loss. I feel like because Bridges is balling in Brooklyn. But so is Cam Johnson. Cam Johnson. They're both averaging, playing great. Cam Johnson's averaging like twenty and seven. Yeah, they're like both they're both playing great ball since since he got traded, and he was doing yeah. that. I think that that Cam Johnson's very underlooked. Yeah, but I die. I don't think his role changes anything. No, yeah, I I, I just role changes dramatically. Yeah. Here's the thing about Brooklyn. I I do feel like if they want to make a trade to get a superstar, they they now have a lot of assets. I think that they they're, they could look at a Trey Young this offseason. That would be. I, a, think I could see that you could package. I would don't want them to package Cam Johnson, but I do think that they could package a Cam Johnson or a Cam Thomas, especially with Cam Thomas not playing well since that since the trade deadline. I think <laughs> yeah, that they you the could package a guy like that. And Trey Young's had some issues in Atlanta over the years, and especially this season with the coaching change and everything. So I think that they could look at that in this off season or next off season, or even during the deadline next year. 
Um, so I think that's interesting. Brooklyn's a team to watch out for. They could make a run. They've had they've been struggling heavy heavily recently, but they did come back from twenty eight down twenty eight last uh, last night to the Celtics. So I think this is a team that they can get their get their uh, kind of chemistry going and the, the, how they function as a team. I think they're the team to look out for. And I don't. They're definitely not contenders, but they could be a contender at least competitive in the playoffs just to make a run at a team and show them what they can do. Because they probably will make they'll make the plan just based on where they they were in the standings where they got it. Even if I think that they could almost lose every other game the rest of the season and still be almost in the plan. So speaking on your point, you know what I find interesting right now? I'm looking at the standings. And so the Nets would play the 76ers right now. But you know what I find more interesting? The fact that the Knicks have won eight in a row. Yeah. Brunson and oh, they are Randall is playing exceptional basketball. Did you guys see last night's game? Didn't you have the crazy game winner like, in Miami? Yeah, he had 43 and probably the cra- one of the craziest regular season game winners I've seen. And a, and a, it was nuts. And a uh, Mike Breen double bang. Mike Breen. Got if it. you get a Mike Breen bang, Green you know double, it's a legendary bang. Moment. You know you're just you're really good at basketball and you just hit a crazy <laughs> good shot. Because there's only been about five or six guys who've hit that. And if you look at the list, it's not like it's Luca, Steph, LeBron, Marcus Smart, maybe LeBron. I know that. Curry in his 2016 with the um, the game winner from like near half court, OKC. which was just like that. Yeah, against OKC, which like I, 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 I remember where I, I was. Sitting. I remember, I remember exactly where I was, where I was when I all basketball fans remember watching that game. That was I think I was in eighth grade, mm-hmm. and my yeah, friends same. and I were sitting. Uh, we were at we were at my buddy's house, um, and he was a huge Warriors fan, That's and right. I had one friend. I had one friend who was like. Just like anti Steph, and like we all love Steph, just because it was like incredible watching yeah. him growing up. Just to not be a bipartisan fan, you're just like in awe. Yeah, but it, so we had one friend uh, who didn't like Steph at all, and he was just rooting against him the whole game, and he like he was so mad when he hit that shot, and we were just like we couldn't believe it. I, mean, I there feel was five like or you six just, of us. I just feel like you just wouldn't even mind. know what to say. Yeah, I would know. Dang. Okay, so yeah, the Knicks have been playing really well. Eight in a row, and it's the Josh Hart effect, in my opinion. Eight in a row. They are they are really playing well. Do Do you think they can make any noise? I don't think they can beat Cleveland. I don't know because Cleveland they, Cleveland's a good team. They're one of the best defensive teams in the NBA, I, and they got I think that Allen and Mo. Four and five. That would be that would be an amazing series. I think the the Cavs would walk away with it simply because they have the closest thing to a t- superstar. I don't know if Mitchell's a superstar, he's, but he's a free. He, if we're talking about Booker being a fringe superstar, especially with the I think Mitchell's a superstar. Mitchell's absolutely a superstar. I think, yeah, he's he's, a superstar. I, I think he's a fringe superstar. That means that he is a superstar, but I think he's on the very out of it. And but I think that they because of that, like I've said, they they win you playoff series. Yeah. And I think that Brunson has is really good and and Brandel's really good, but I don't think that they have a crazy deep team. Yeah. How how would the Mavericks play, do you think, if they kept Brunson? Uh, let's say similar, they similar. That would, that would be the exact same yeah. as last season. I don't think Brunson would have developed. He needed to. I think that Brunson was a great pickup, but like, mm. I think a lot of the the reason that they the Knicks went so much after him was because they saw his potential. Yeah, and it wasn't that like anything changed in terms his talent wise. No, nothing it was the changed. fact that he got the freedom to do it. So let me tell you a team that's impressed me that we've missed. We haven't covered this team. Obviously, I'm going to say this team is the Denver Nuggets. I, I, we I know. Them before? No, we've oh, never, we never, we never have. Never. Okay, so we traded Bones on the trade deadline. 
obviously was not happy about that. But if you look at it, Bones and Coach Mike Malone were butting heads. And um, Bones was asked to take a, I think it was like a commercial plane back. They didn't take the team plane back. Yikes. He was DNP for like eight or nine games. And I was so upset because it said we traded Bones Highlands originally for two second round picks. I mean, what, do we think we're going to get the next Jokic? No, we're not. But the fact that we were able to get Thomas Bryant and Reggie Jackson, I mean, we wanted a stronger player behind Jokic, and we wanted a backup point guard to Jamal Murray. And those are two, I think they're better players than Bones because Bones takes very bad shots. I mean, when you saw uh, he played Denver, I forget what it was. I think it was on the 26th in February, and he just – it, it was in Denver and he was getting booed by the fans and he airballed two shots. And, you know, I'm glad we got rid of somebody that just takes bad shots. I'm he really hit that one three though in front of the Nuggets bench and gave him a little something. I'll oh, I'm, that, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with the one three. I'm fine with that. I'm totally fine with that. Um, what else do we got going around the NBAs? Kings are on fire too. But here's the thing. I, I, I just think they're going to be that regular season team. I don't know. But they, they've won. They've won every game since the All Star break, including that stunner in. Uh, so right know, now they right now they play Dallas. Double OT All Star game scoring, <laughs> and Darren Fox since the All Star break, thirty five points been a game playing good. on sixty two percent shooting. Mm-hmm. That's insane. That's Darren really Fox good. Is literally playing Kings, out of his mind. I think that the Kings are scary. They do scare me more than they did. Like I remember, like at the beginning of the season, not beginning, but like towards the middle, you're like. Oh, they're kind of like I don't know. They're they're in there, but like they're not really gonna make a run. And I don't. I still kind of have that thought, but I do think that they could get to that. Like I was like, oh, they don't even think they'll get out of the first round. But I think they're, I think they'll get out of the first round easily and yeah. make it. I, oh big. yeah, I agree. I, I they kind have of the best I, offense in the they have the most productive offense in the league. Right? I I kind of agree with you guys. I feel like they could be kind of a young and. A young team like just forming, and their fan base is super loyal. I mean, everybody's seen that video. I think it was Herder hit like a crazy shot. The crowd was so loud, like the cameras were shaking. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. here's the thing: the thing I like about the Kings is they kind of remind me of like who because the Pelicans have fell off because Zion's hurt. I feel like they're kind of replacing what the Pelicans were, like a young, energetic team, great fan base, and I think they're going to be really fun to watch. Yeah, I, I agree. But here's the thing: they play Dallas in the first round. Luka yeah. in the playoff is not losing in the first round. That will go to Dallas He's in six games. In the first round. I don't think they'll he'll lose this series. If he if they played the Kings, if, if it was Dallas Sacramento, it'd be Dallas in six. I just feel like they Luka thrives. Luka thrives around three point shooters, and they traded two of his best. And I'm not saying that it was. They kept Reggie. Trade. They kept Reggie Bullock, which. It's not like that. Reggie Bullock. Yeah, he's a better three point. I will say he did. (laughs) Luca did make Jordan Finney Smith look like Ray Allen. He did though. So and then not like Jordan Finney Smith isn't good, but like he makes him look a lot better than he is. So I guess he could make it. He could make Reggie Bullock look like like Ray Allen as well. So I I mean I yeah you should never count out Luca in the playoffs, but I think that the Kings should be favored, and I think they will be favored. Yeah, absolutely, they should be favored. But the Mavs are starting to figure it out too. Like Luca and Kyrie, that's just what I'm had saying. A it, dominant performance. It, it's not. I, I feel like what they're trying to find out right now is how to win. Because right now they 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 know how to score. But if you look at their last couple of games, they've been nail biters. It's not like they're gonna getting blown out of the water. They're just right. Trying but to... that's the thing is the Kings. Yeah. Th- but the thing is, is they're winning close games. Like yeah. I, I would love to see the numbers on like how many 
two to three possession games the Kings have won and lost this season because I bet the differential is nuts. Every time I watch, they're like they're always in a close game. They don't blow people out. They don't blow it, but they don't blow the like the actual lead though. Well, they don't blow like right. That's what I'm saying is that wins you games in playoffs. Right, and that's exactly so. That's why I think the Kings are total sleepers in the playoffs because I think that they are really good in close games and they don't give up. Like you watch teams that literally give up, like Miami. They were down 15 the other night to mm. uh, Philadelphia without Joel Embiid. Right. Five minutes down, left 15, uh, 15 minutes left, and they pulled their starters out. Mm. Yeah. With five minutes left at home Why with no Joel Embiid. That's bad. You know, you know what I'd really love to see? A, a series I'd love to see coming out of the East. They played on Christmas. I think a 76ers, if Knicks, like, let's say, fall to six, if it was 76ers and New York, man, that would be a series because – their regular season, I think they play like five or six times a season. Yeah. Dude, they're all nail biters. And it's so weird because you'd be like, oh, Philadelphia, they got Harden. Embiid's one of the best scorers in the NBA. But I, I, I think the Kings and the Knicks are the two teams I see out of each conference, like Lance was saying, that could win a round or two. I mean, they, they got some, they got deep rosters. That's a huge thing. And Malik had what, 45 on that night? Like Malik Monk, that's a that's a big night for him. There's um, let's see, there's four games separating the the tenth and the fourth seed in the West, so no shocker there. But uh, yeah, that's nuts. I mean, the sun the Suns are the fourth seed right now at thirty five mm-hmm. and twenty nine, and the Pels are um the tenth seed at thirty one and thirty three. It's so crazy how you see everybody still talking about the Clippers and being like, oh, they could still make it. Like, they've they've lost five in a row. Yeah, I mean, I, they're not they're not content. I, I think they're now just out. If you look at those top five they, teams. They lose to every play-in team, I think. I think the Clippers would lose to every play-in team. Right I, team right I do think, though, that they get a – I don't know. I just feel like the Clippers do this every single, um, every single season. They don't care I agree, about yep. the regular season. They don't care. Mm-hmm. And then they – do okay in the playoffs, like, but it's like, but okay for them is pretty. I mean, they made the Western Conference Finals two years ago, and they didn't have Kawhi, and PG saved them, and yeah, and but then, like, I just and I and the don't, Suns I don't feel like they're that much worse of a team than they were that year. Like, I feel like they're ju- they're around similar. They might if be a you look worse. at the players, they're a way better roster. You got but Kawhi's just not but, available. That's yeah, that's the thing. But what if it, it's more a question? What if he is available? And I think the playoffs are much more likely to be available. Yeah. Because guys <coughs> tough it up. In yeah. the regular season, they're not going to tough it up, especially a guy with like Kawhi. I'm sorry. You know, you know what's interesting? You know what's interesting? Um, Paul George and Kawhi, I don't know how much left they have on their contract. I don't know how much time they have left, but do you think it's too late for them to leave a team? Do you guys think they're going to stay with LA? Or do you think. Because or PG, uh, I think is on Twitter. He said like he wanted to win. He doesn't even care if he's the second option. He just wants to. That win. was on a uh, JJ Reddick's podcast. That was one of the best podcasts I've listened to in a while. Dude, that was such a good one. I also listened to the one with Mike Green, and that was two, oh, that was good. Too. That was two. That's where we talked about the devil yeah. thing. Um, and and I think they talked about his favorite call was um, LeBron's block. Yeah. On uh, when he pinned Andre Iguodala. Speaking of LeBron, he is now the all-time scoring leader. With that nice fadeaway he had over uh who's that something um, Williams on the Thunder I don't, I don't know but Williams, yeah. so LeBron's the all time scorer you know 
of course, that sparked up the debate. Still not the goat. We're, doesn't matter. He's the goat. He's the goat. I, I don't know. I don't know if we should go into that right now. We won't. We won't. But he's the goat. He is. He's, I, I he's the goat. He's the goat. Why? Why would a jazz fan? Why did you like Michael Jordan? I don't. Are you saying that's why he? You like? Yeah. He, <laughs> we say we don't get into this. Like, I think Kobe, it. and that's what makes him better for me. But I don't think that Kobe's even top five. But I, I didn't like Jordan, of course, as a jazz fan. But the thing is, is like, I guess let's be real, said, guys. Be let's be real, guys. We never saw Jordan play, right? Yeah. Hey, hey, I might have when I was like little as a little kid. Yeah, when he Wizards. played for the Washington Wizards. So yeah. my dad probably watched the game. Also. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Like they won six championships in seven years. And yeah, the year no. that he took off his dad died, right? Yeah. We've talked about this before. Yeah, we've talked we we won't get into the Jordan uh uh the goat debate, but no, you know what's crazy? Six Who's been treating years. us night in and night out? And he had seventy one the other. I mean Damian Lillard, let's oh just gosh, talk about that, bro. Okay, you look at the Trailblazers, yeah, they're thirteenth. I they're not going anywhere. They're not gonna make the play in. They they could make the play in. I don't know. The Thunder are pretty interesting. They, I think they could uh, rally up and make it. But anyway, I mean, I think I saw a statistic that said Dame was averaging like, I think it was like 40 to 45 points over the last 10 games or something. Yeah, in the last five games, he's averaging 42 points on 51% field goal sh- shooting and uh, 41% from three and 94% from the free throw line. Wow. So he's I- averaging 50, 40, 90 on 42 points a game in the last five games. I know if you watch unheard those. Of. If you watch those highlights from those games, it's insane. And I saw a headline from uh, when he they faced the Warriors the next night, and they said uh, Warriors hold Damian Lillard to twenty five points. Yeah, and okay. I was like, imagine saying that to any like, you don't say that. You don't hold someone to twenty five points. Mm-hmm. That's they scored twenty five points. It's a good night. Yeah, but for Dame, that's a that's average. That's an average night for him. Which Dame is crazy. might Dame might be the best player ever that won't get a ring because if he doesn't, he has leave, the. He has the if, yeah, he has the. If he doesn't leave Portland, he will not get a ring. If yeah, he doesn't leave Portland, there's a lot of guys that you could go up with, and it's like, but it, and it sounds crazy to say, but I don't think it is. I honestly don't either because if you obviously doesn't have you know doesn't run from the grind, doesn't have the MVPs, but so like, are you saying he could yeah, be better than part, Iverson? I think that part of best player. I think a part of winning MVP is having a good team. Yeah, and I think that like. Yeah, I guess like you could look at Nash, you could look at Barkley, you could look at Iverson, you could look at. Um, I don't even think that meant like. Well, but Port- I think that he has a chance to be better than those guys. Portland made when was that? I think that was like 2018, 2019. They made the Western Conference Finals, didn't they? That was one year that they were good, and they got they got swept. Yeah, which is just the, that was that was his closest Warriors, shot. Which doesn't that, not, that's no not fair. Really counts you against that, but like mm. still. Yeah. Um, and then I do have one thing uh, to talk about um, the Grizzlies. Oh and my god! We were gosh. talking about them a little bit, and just in terms of what, like, what are they? Their actual What's happening basketball content. I mean, but I mean, they're like actual basketball like side of it. But we haven't really talked about like Jaw, what he's been going, like what he's been doing. I mean, he's been involved in a lot of controversy in the last, and for a long time, but especially in the last like two days, forty-eight hours, the last yeah. forty-eight hours, and their whole team seven. in general is. I was watching. A, I watched the uh, Bill Simmons podcast, and I just love Bill Simmons. But he had a uh, a draft for the unlikely storylines or whatever. I'm probably like yeah, you wouldn't have guessed. And one of the top ones that was drafted, I think it might have been number one, was this the how the script has flipped against the Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. Like last year, they were fun, loving team. They were so high energy. Everyone loved them. But now they're probably arguably the most hated team in the league. Yeah. No. It. it and it's kind of crazy. I mean, all all what. 
oh, what's happened? And um, I forget who it was, but I, I think Dylan Brooks also got. He gets suspended one game for he, most of my technical fouls, and he's punched Donovan Mitchell in the ball sack. Yeah. And like. Yeah. yeah. And so. He's and he also his, rolled over, and he also intentionally dirty. rolled over yeah. on his ankles. So he's just a dirty player. Yeah. And then, so, and Ja got suspended. I don't know why, who it was by. I don't know if it was by the Grizzlies or by the NBA, but. He just released a statement that said, I take full responsibility for my coach's actions, and he's taking some time away to get some help. So that's good for him. I'm proud of Ja for doing that. But when you just look at a basketball perspective of it, he's suspended for two games, but is he able to get help in four days or whatever it is? Like, does this mean he's going to be gone for longer? And I'm proud of him for kind of owning up, and he says he takes full responsibility. And I'm, like, proud of Ja, and he did some pretty bad things. But it's like – And and you – and so you just look at the basketball side of it, and it's just like, are the Grizzlies going to be okay? I mean, they're they're uh, six games back yeah. of one, so they're not going to catch. They weren't had no plans to catch them, but they're only one game ahead of three, and four games ahead of the four spot. And here's the thing: so let's so Jaw was suspended for how many games? Two games. He was suspended. He's going to be suspended for tomorrow's game against the Clippers. And Clark's out for their whole year. So, so think about that. So they play the Clippers tomorrow. That's a lot. That could be a loss if, you know, the Clippers somehow just play really well. And they don't have jaw. And they play the Lakers who are – they are fighting hard for playing games. And let's say the Kings win another game. I mean, the King – I think the Grizzlies could fall down to three or four. And the Kings could yeah. stay at that three. And maybe if the Suns keep balling, they can get to that two seed. And the Grizzlies I think that it's most likely that it will be Nuggets obviously one. Kings two, Suns three. Whoa, the Kings at second? Well, yeah, because they're only one game behind the I know, teams. that's just, it's and crazy to keep, say. Kings keep balling like they are. Yeah. Five in a row, eight of their last ten. Mm-hmm. Grizzlies lose three players next game. Yeah. And then have Jaw out for, I, I honestly would say that Jaw's going to be out indefinitely. And I don't think, that, it definitely doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be like for long, but more we don't know. 15 how, games. I don't, I would, I would say, 10. I would say he could be out for 10 games, five, maybe 10 games. And like, I mean, when it doesn't sound like a lot, it, but when you're talking about a playoff race, mm. I think that it's reasonable that they slip to the four or five. And if they do slip to the four, and Golden State, you know, plays decent, with Curry, with Curry decent, back tomorrow, Grizzlies would have to play Golden State in the first round. We all saw how that happened last year. Yeah, we did. But um, so, and also, I have one question for Lance. Um, do you think that the Quinn Snyder move? As a Jazz fan, you saw you watched games with Quinn Snyder as a coach. Do you think that's a good move for the Hawks? Because they obviously have struggled this season. But they got Quinn Snyder as a coach, and he got a win last night. In his first game, after just joining the team, do you think that it's a good move? I I don't know, because Quinn Snyder is not a bad coach. But the way that he runs his system... I think is perfect for a team like Atlanta because think about what Atlanta has been for the last five years. Yeah. Like he came into Utah and did really good things for a couple of years, but every jazz, every real jazz fan knew that he needed to go. And like people were bagging on Mitchell because he had some really inefficient nights in Utah and obviously he wanted out. But I think it was because of Quinn Snyder. Like, I think that's why he wanted out of Utah so bad is because he wants to win a championship and he knows he's not going to do it under Quinn Snyder. It's not that he's in Utah. It's just that 
in Utah, they like if they don't have a. I mean, Jerry Sloan was one of the greatest coaches ever. Right. And he 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 brought a system to Utah that was like, I mean, it's it's gonna he's 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 the greatest coach ever in in Jazz franchise history, and he always will be because, you know, of what he did. Um, I mean, obviously they couldn't beat Jordan, but so did, nobody else could either. But I think it's good for um, Snyder, and I think that you're going to see a lot of better things come out of Trey Young, but they're just going to be the Hawks still, I think. I think it's a good – I honestly think it's a great move for Atlanta, but I don't know how long it's going to last. Atlanta's such a weird... What are they sitting at right now? Like the seventh? They're at the eighth. No, they're, they're at the, the, eight. uh, the eighth, eighth seed, and they're one game above 500. I think that they're just the Nets a... will begin to slip just because I mean, they oh, have been yeah. slipping. So I think that they, the Heat could make it into that spot so the Hawks could become the seventh seed, and then they'll either face the Bucks or the Celtics, I most likely. I, so I think that they... I don't... I mean, they wouldn't pose a threat to any of those teams, but I mean... Trey Young's good, and he's done well in the playoffs. He didn't have really good playoffs last year, but like he's had really good playoff runs, and he's never. Had, Jamal Murray's I don't think has ever been in the playoffs. Yeah, they have. I mean, they have oh, a they, pretty they, they easy. Did. Like They've their schedule's the not difficult. Um, yeah, they have two straight against Miami, two straight against Washington, and then they do play the Celtics. But then they get. Did you say Jamal Murray or DeJounte Murray? DeJounte Murray. Did I say Jamal Murray? You said Jamal Murray. My bad. DeJounte Murray. The Warriors at home. They got the Spurs, the Pistons, the T-Wolves again, the Pacers. Like, their hardest games are at the end of the season when they have Memphis, Cleveland, Dallas, Philadelphia, and Boston. So they have, out of like five out of the next 25 games, they are playing teams above 500. Hawks, so, so you, so you yeah. think it's a good move? I, I think relatively short term when you look at like the couple years. I, yeah, just a couple the short term. Yeah, I, I mean, he could absolutely be there for the long haul, but they will not. They would. Would they want him there for that long? Quinn Snyder is a great regular season coach. So next year you might see the Hawks get in as like a three seed, and then they're going to lose in the first first round. round. I think you could. I think I get what you're saying. Like it's good for consistency. Get him to the into the playoffs, but they're not. He's not going to take him over the top. No. Because he, he can't handle guys like Trey Young. I mean, right now he's way up Trey Young's ass. He wants Trey Young to succeed, right? He's the same way with Mitchell at first, and then it and then it, yeah. it, and that's what's going to happen in Atlanta. So Young, I don't know how long they'll be there. Very, for. Like, I feel like they're not very uh, not they're not coachable, but they're very they kind of want to be. They're very loudmouth. What so. did they sign him to? I didn't even. Um, I knew that they signed him, but oh, five year. He got a five year deal. So. Quinn Schneider. Yeah. If I look at the East, honestly. If I look at those top five seeds, I think they're not going to move. I think the most movement we're going to see is from six to ten to make the plan yeah. push. I think I agree with Andrew. I think the Nets are going to fall. Heat can rise the way Adebayo's and Butler that, are playing pretty well together. It, it, there is a two and a half game difference between the Nets and Heat, and I I think that that still could happen. But it, well, it's, who did it's Heat not play? like it's not like as close as the West. Obviously, and you're not going to see a two game losing streak. Movie we'll back four seeds, like you are in the. West. But the Nets have three really tough games in like the, in the next. It looks like two weeks they play the Bucks, and then they play Denver on the twelfth, and then they play the Kings. That's tough. That's a tough schedule for the Nets, and depending on who the Heat play, I I, I definitely think that the uh, the Heat will move. I do think. The, I think uh, the Nets... Raptors will be an eight. I think Raptors will go to eight. Hawks will go to nine. And then I think Heat will go to seven. Nets are going to or, or 
Heat are going to six. six. Nets are going to seven. Let me tell you why. I, I kind of like the Nets. When you look at, like, their overall team, if you look at the roster, I mean, isn't Nick Claxton, like, almost leading the leagues in blocks in the NBA right now? Um, I, I think I think he's almost leading the league, or he's close. Uh, I'll look it up. So I'll, I'll read this from in a second here after I look up. But they also they got Cam Johnson and McCall from the Durant trade. Cam Johnson hasn't really been anything, though, honestly. But, um, Triple J. <laughs> yeah. Triple J is leading the league in blocks. 3.3 a game. Claxton is second. Claxton is second. He's got to be the – It's not even close. That's he's got to be the defensive player of the year. Yeah. For owner. Uh, who? Claxton? Jack, no, oh, Jackson. Trip, oh, yeah. He's playing good. Yeah. Um, so, Wodge posted an article about – Wodge. Yeah. I call him Wodge. Oh, okay. All right. Calls him Wodge. I wanted to make sure that you didn't think that it was actually Wodge. No. Okay, but, but you can say it now. It's funny because I used to uh, – It's a long you used story. used to call but... Wodge or Wodge. Yeah, and then I think I did originally think it was Wodge, but then somebody told me it was Wodge, and I was yeah, like, well, I, I don't care. I call yeah. him Wodge. <laughs> or Wodge. So he posted an article on ESPN about hiring Snyder, and he said that him and Trey Young have, have expressed enthusiasm about working together, um, and that partnership will go a long way to determining the success of the franchise, blah, blah, blah. Um, Donovan Mitchell talked with Trey Young the other day when they played, um, and told him basically that Snyder was really important to his like young development. But the thing is, is look where, look where Trey young is in his career versus where Donovan Mitchell was when he started with Snyder. Right. Right. Like, I don't think Donovan Mitchell has the success that he has right now. If it weren't for Snyder in his early years, but Trey young is already an established player. Right. Like Mitchell came into the league under Snyder. Yeah. So I think that's a big deal. But the thing about the Hawks is that, like they have so many locker room problems, and then their off season is going to be absolutely brutal. Like they have so much coming up in the off season. Who the Hawks? Yeah, and yeah, and you, the one thing I don't like about the well, not don't like about the Hawks is it's just I I, I thought John Collins was just on like a trade block He's forever. Been on a trade block for four years. Ever four and years it, they've tried to trade their what is that their third or fourth best player? Yeah, you know that that's just like. If if you do think about it, their locker room situation, you know, just isn't that good. And I don't think there is much going for the Hawks, honestly. Where did Trey Young get Trey Young get drafted? Eighteen. He was in that Luca draft class. Oh yeah, right. Twenty eighteen. Yeah, so Snyder was in Atlanta for a year before, and they traded away Luca before he went to Utah. He was an assistant coach in Atlanta, so he's been there before. Oh, he has. But oh, I didn't know that. That was almost ten years ago, so oh, no. I don't think it really matters I'm much, but. I don't know. I'll be interested to see how they finish out the season. I mean, they have they have nobody to play, basically. Right. I mean, you know, it's not easy to win in Miami or to win in Minnesota, but, like, the next four games, they have those two teams, all four games on the road. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how they do. I think it'll be really interesting, though, because if we come back and we say, hey, the Atlanta, Atlanta just won four in, a, yeah. four in a row on the road, then yeah, we might be talking about it. The Atlanta Hawks are the 2023 NBA. <laughs> Can you imagine? Ravens and James Suns. 22 Braves season champs, bro. So this is just a hypothetical thing. So obviously John Morant's in deep trouble. Well, not I wouldn't say deep trouble, but if, if he continues on this path, we, we could see some he's deep suspension. He's ruining his career, but there could just be like, like I don't know if you guys have heard this. Miles Bridges is also almost clear to come back. I don't think he's some, ruining his but career. I don't think he's like destroying his career. But what I'm saying is, what if like yeah. the, what if the Grizzlies don't want him? What if they're like, all right. 
you can. That's s- never going to happen. Don't happen. think that's going to happen. No, look at Kyrie. Look at Kyrie. Or at least somebody will always. I think I saw something about like this. Somebody will always trade for you if you're good. Yeah. Because Kyrie had so much controversy around him, and the Mavs really didn't hesitate at trading for him. Maybe the Nets didn't want him. Right. But honestly, the Nets wanted him. He, it was Kyrie that requested out. Yeah. Like, the Nets were like, okay, just come back. Like, we don't care all the stuff that you did. Like, just win us a freaking championship. And he requested out. And then somebody, and then so many teams were on the phone. Yeah. Trying to get him. Yeah. And the Suns were. Suns offered Jay Crowder and Chris Paul for Kyrie. <laughs> That's ridiculous. So, if, if I'm looking at the West... And you look at the Lakers, they're one game behind the Pelicans, who are right now in the last spot in the play-in. Obviously, they've had problems with that with Zion, but bigger news, we're talking about LeBron earlier, he's going to be out for a substantial amount yeah, of time. And I, I think that's, re- that's really going to hurt the Lakers. And we, we all know this, you cannot rely on Anthony Davis. You, you just can't at this point. We can't be like, oh, but no, he, he always gets hurt. He'll give you, you know, he'll give you, you know, 30 over six games or something, but then he'll get hurt again. So you can't rely on Davis, but that's why I think the Lakers picking up Vanderbilt, Russell. I mean, they got a haul. They got Vanderbilt, Russell, Beasley. It? And Malik Beasley. I, I can't remember who else. And that was, that was it. Was, I mean, they got. But those are the players they needed. They needed shooters. They got Westbrook out of there, which was huge for them. Um, Beasley's not, like, I mean, Beasley's. Played okay. He's played okay. Since he's been in It's Vanderbilt that's done the It's base. Vanderbilt that stood up. He had a huge game in, See, but Vanderbilt, huge game yeah, in the, Dallas. Vanderbilt plays hard. Like, I got to watch. I mean, it was really fun watching Vanderbilt mm-hmm. as a Jazz fan at the beginning of the season because he just goes in there and he plays super tough. Like, right. he'll go out there and get 10 boards a game, which is a good thing for the Lakers because, you know, their leading rebounder is Anthony Davis. Right. And the less that Anthony Davis is under the, under the rim on defense and stuff is, like, way better for the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think where the standings are in the West right now is like a pretty good idea of what the playoffs are going to look like. I don't think there'll be too much change. I, agree. I think there's going to be some movement between eight and four right now. If you guys look at it, between the Clippers to the Suns, or eight to three maybe, because you might have some something happen with the Suns and the Kings. I think the depending Sun... on how well the Kings play, but right now they don't look like. They're going to lose to anybody. So Suns aren't going to go any, anywhere. It will be Grizzlies falling to four. The and Suns the can't Kings, win on the, the road. The Kings and Suns will just go up. They can't win on the road, but I feel like from now, if you add KD to the Suns. I think the Suns, the Suns are winning. They're now. going nowhere but because, up. Obviously. Because I think one thing to look at, role players always play better on, at home. Mm. And the Suns, got, while well, I mean, the coverage is in Cam Johnson, are probably about, way above average role players. When they're on the Suns, they were role players. Yeah. And Durant does not matter where he plays. He's going to bring consistency, right. and and he's going to bring attention. And I think that's the biggest thing about Durant that helps with the Suns. Durant is a really good basketball player, but it's more the attention he brings. I mean, we've seen what Booker does. I've, I was telling Dalton this before. I have never seen Booker get more wide open shots. Oh, I know. And he's two it's, games. It's Every single shot is wide open. Because if you watch their, their offense before, hmm. Booker, they come off a screen. They do this fan pick and roll. Booker comes off a screen or like is coming to come get the ball, and he gets trapped immediately. And it, it was up to Chris Paul, who was who's been struggling to, see, to shoot, yeah, and McK- pass it to Mikel or whatever, like or pass it to Aiton. And now, and it's our best player was just taken out of the out of the situation altogether. Mm-hmm. But now Durant, somebody has to stick on Durant, so they put Durant in that position 
where that person cannot help. Yeah. KD's played 20 minutes in two games. Or he's played 20 it's minutes a game for game, two yeah. games. And Booker scored 37 and 35 with, mm-hmm. with KD playing 20 minutes. Because that that that's the thing that scares as a Nuggets fan. That's what that's what scares me so. No, I don't. Think that's what scares me so much. That can guard them, and I think there's teams that could do it. Yeah. better, but I don't think there's a team that can neutralize them. The only thing that worries me is the Celtics because Brown and Tatum, because of how they were able to neutralize Durant last Mm-mm. last playoffs. However, I think this Suns team is significantly better no. than those that next team. So it's, well, it's what, a little different. What scares like, me so much is because like bouncing what you guys are saying. Um. Is if, if Booker's got the ball and he's, you know, driving baseline or whatever, if he's going to the basket, I mean, and you come to double team, you got Durant open. So that there's going to be so many plays where, especially like either one of them will be open because they're such both huge threats on the offensive side. But do you think the Suns will, like in the playoffs, do you think they will do very good defensively? I think that their defense is so underrated. I'm not saying that they, they did lose some defensively, like some pieces defensively. Yeah. But I don't feel like I still feel like they're very underrated defensively. I think their depth is underrated. Their depth is a little bit of a problem. But when you're playing in the playoffs, you're playing seven, eight guys. Right. Yeah, they, I the mean, they have the best defense in the West. Yeah, exactly. And then they, when, they it come, when it comes when it comes finals time, you're playing you're playing, you're seven, playing seven, six guys. Like so you so if if you're the Suns, you're playing obviously your starters. You know who that is. You know you're playing Paul Booker Durant. We'll say of. And then do they do Craig at the four? Six, seven, eight would be Craig. Lee, Lee, Craig, and Ross. And maybe like Landale. Landale. So that would be, I guess that's nine. But like you you might play those guys, but they're going to be for limited minutes. That's always so interesting to see like who will play. Like, yeah, so in the, that, like if they do make the finals. And so it's one of those things that's like, yeah, I, I think that when you, when you go, th- it gets thinner. Mm. But I think our one through eight right. is really good. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think. I mean, I'm curious how teams like Phoenix and Golden State are going to do in the playoffs because their road records are just horrible. I mean, yeah, they're they're not good. Phoenix is 14 and 19 on the road. Just an I guess you have terrible. to look at though. Booker's missed 30 games or whatever this or not. There it was around that. Yeah. Hall's missed. Aiden's missed. So yeah. it was up to and like and then they their guys performing this. I mean, I'm not. I know two games is not a big sample size at all. But the Suns have played on the road twice now with Durant, and they've yeah. won with absolute ease. Yeah, I mean the Bulls a little interesting yesterday. The, the final score did, doesn't really show it. Final score says that the Suns blew them out, which at the end they did, but it was a close game all the way through. And so I give the Bulls credit; they actually like, really impressed me last night. Mm. But like, I think I mean like they won them with ease, like yeah. relatively ease. And like they were, Bulls aren't good, and the Bulls aren't like a threat to anybody, and the Hornets. Are missing the, their best player, even though they were on right. a five game win streak going into it, and like, but they're missing everybody. So it's there wasn't like the greatest thing, but I think that that was just a warm up game because KD wasn't even trying. Right. If you watch the game, KD was not trying. No. And he scored forty three points mm. in two games. And he shot like seventy five percent from the field. Yeah. You know, you know, it's kind of crazy when I'm looking at these standings as we're when I'm looking at the Eastern Conference. Even the, even though I said the Bucks and the Celtics, <clears throat> in my opinion, are the only two teams that are going to come out of the East. For some reason, you guys know that the Bucks have won sixteen games in a row. Really, I didn't know they won sixteen. I thought they just had 15 sixteen today. games in a row, and they're That's twenty-seven crazy. and five at home. Ooh. Drew Holiday's an All Star. Middleton is 
is is given what, what he's got right now, and Giannis is the best player in the world. Can you imagine, Andrew, if we see a Suns Bucks rematch? Rematch. I will go. I'm insane. just I'm just saying, like, I, and Brooke Lopez is playing. I'm not kidding. He's playing out of his mind. He's shooting the ball confidently. He's blocking. He's playing exceptional for Brooklyn, and I think he's like 33. I he's, think he's a seriously well. sleeper matchup is is a potential Eastern Conference semifinals. The Cavs and the Bucks. I mean, I know that the Bucks are just like unmatched at home, but Mitchell is so good in the playoffs. I mean, he is so good. Like that dude can just take. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has that dude has like young Jordan blood in him in the playoffs. I, I don't know what it is, I, dude. I agree with you. Like after watching him and Jamal Murray in yeah, the Nuggets battle, exactly. Like, like dude, I got. I I'll give a lot of credit to Donovan Mitchell after that. So you look at that. You look how exceptionally played. Like let's say in the bubble. I know the bubble may have may have didn't count count to some people. Was a forty point per game that, score in the bubble. But here's the point. You yeah, you put you put Donovan Mitchell. You can. There's no way that the Jazz in the bubble were a better team than the Cavs now. You could you say that, but you also look at Mitchell in the last two playoffs. Yeah, I don't think that. I'm not saying that Mitchell isn't won't be good in the playoffs. I'm not saying that. But he's on a way I better team. Say that he's an overall great playoff performer. I don't think so, but I think this year will be his best. He does have a better team around by him than far. He's ever yeah. had. He has a, he's in a coaching system that evidently works. Yeah, like, yeah. No, you're not wrong, and I think that I agree. I just wouldn't I wouldn't go. Mitchell is amazing. Like he's going to be even better guaranteed. I would not say that. I think I, I think absolutely he's going to be even better guaranteed with with what I wouldn't I say guaranteed. I mean, I man, I mean, it'd be so cool if Mitchell was playing for the Knicks, but that's yeah, that, that would. Be I mean, you you do that team. Imagine that team. Randall Brunson and Mitchell. Because I mean, the Knicks without him are a five seed. They'd be. <laughs> They'd be with their the Bucks and Celtics. No, it'd be a three. Yeah, and they won, and they won eight in a row. I mean, yeah. the Knicks are rolling right now. I mean, I know that's the Knicks, but yeah. um, I have a question cool. for you, Dalton. What's up? Who is the Nuggets X factor heading into the postseason? And what I mean by X factor, I mean for the Suns, it's hundred percent Aiton. You could argue, but like, oh, if this, I, I know if this, this person is. plays well, the team will do well because you know that like Jokic is going to play well, and I know that the Suns for the Suns, Durant and Booker are going to. Like well. Oh, let me tell you who their so, X factor is. That's so who is the X factor? Who is going to make they play well? The team does well. Okay, you know, you know, Jokic is going to play. Okay, well. let, let me I, let I me just say, say this. Murray, I know is there play is well. two players. There's no no one X factor. Okay, when Jokic last year, I was I was telling people I was like, when this team gets healthy, they're just going to be stupid good. So Jokic is never the X factor. You know, he's going to give you a triple double every night, and. It's either MPJ or Jamal Murray. Now, let me tell you why it's MPJ. MPJ is just a little bit younger, but dude, he is a 6'10 small forward, rarely gets blocked. He's the only thing. He's the closest thing. So if, let's say we play the Suns in the Western Conference Finals. That's what I think is going to be the, um, in my opinion, if I had to make a guess, I think it's going to be Nuggets Suns in the Western Conference Finals battling for the West spot. I will spot. say, though, you, can see, you say that just because of the, probably the two best teams, but if the playoffs were to start today, they would face in the second round. They would face in the second round. So, but, but if Suns went up to the three right. seed, which we all predicted would happen or is going to happen, but also, then, would, then you're right, then they would face it. Because I'm going to surprise you guys. So uh, I think it was Jamal Murray. I, I'm just going to say it's the X Factor. It, it's more than MPJ now that I think about it because – when we were talking about him coming back, like the second or third podcast, he was averaging maybe 14 points. I mean, now he's averaging 
I think 25 and five on pretty good shooting. And, and he's huge. He had two, two huge clutch buckets uh, against the, uh, the Grizzlies last night who, and, and they had all their players playing. So I, I feel like it's definitely Jamal Murray. That's the X factor for Denver because we were a six seed, you know, without him. And then you, you bring Jamal Murray, MPJ. Also, Gordon's just having a very good season. Some people... I would I would I, just think that you said Gordon, just based off just what he brings, what he can bring defensively into, like, and I like just being a good third option. Because I just don't... I'm not... Defensive, I, do, I do think... I don't think he's a bad defender. Here's the thing. Defensively, Denver was looked at... I think it was before the All-Star break, or before December. Like ball defender, they were looked at as, as one as one of the worst defensive teams in the NBA. And I think they've been fourth since the All-Star break. Huge part of that is KCP's uh, wing defense has just been exceptional. And Gordon's been playing really well at the four. So for me, it's got to be Jamal Murray because I feel like Denver is it, – it, every game they play in the playoffs is going to be really close, and they need somebody hitting tough shots for them. And I feel like it would be nobody else or nobody better than Jamal Murray. Yeah, I agree, actually. That's a good That's a good point. I do think that it's a little worrisome, though, hmm. that like – I feel like for a lot of teams, the X factor, like I feel like for the Warriors, the X factor is Clay. Uh, maybe Jordan Poole, but I would say. I would Clay. definitely say Jordan Poole. I would a thousand percent say Jordan Poole. This, this is the Clay Thompson we're used to. You need one or you need one of the two. No, because Clay's been playing amazing lately. Yeah. I think Clay, that's why I, I think Clay is the X factor. You for think Clay's the X factor? Yeah. Because... But I agree, Jordan Poole is a. I agree, if Jordan Poole goes off, the team will do well as well. But I think they need, not need, Clay good to go off, but like. I think they need Clay more than they need Poole because the thing about Poole is like, he's going to give you something amazing every third game or something. Yeah. Anyway, like no matter what, like he's not consistent. I think the next factor kind of needs to be cons- like consistent with how they do it. Yeah. And I think that's why it's Aiton. And I do think that it's a good thing for the Suns though, that their X factor, I don't know if it's a good thing or it's a bad thing, but their X factor is arguably their fourth option. Probably their third, but like, I just feel like the Nuggets, like Jamal Murray, could be their X factor, but that's their that's their second option. Yeah. So and their first option down the stretch, like when it comes to hitting shots. Yeah. I'm we not... didn't talk about uh-huh. the Celtics lost last night. They yeah, were they were up that's twenty. My boys, my they were boys. up twenty eight mm. against the Nets. To my boys, Mikael Bridges and Cam Johnson. Mikael yeah, and Mikael played in ten. And Cam Johnson. Yeah, and he played incredible defense. Mm-hmm. Kale played incredible defense yesterday. Um, that's like a bad look for the Celtics, I think. One thing I will say, I, I watched I watched the entire highlights for that game, the full game highlights. Celtics weren't trying. But is they, that they, it weren't trying that's so just like, one game. Is it better for the thing? Is it is it better is it better or worse for the Celtics? He's saying if they were trying, they would have blown them out of the water, which is probably but it's saying that you should not be giving up. Or you shouldn't be not trying. Yeah, absolutely. I think that I mean, that tells you more about the team. Because I saw a bunch of Celtics th- fans saying that we weren't trying. You guys got lucky. I feel Why like don't you I feel like them? the Celtics are kind of just gonna cruise into the playoffs. I don't. I feel like they really just aren't gonna push for getting a one seed because I don't think that I they think, think last they can. year they saw it. Right, you had Miami as the one seed, right? But then you had the two and the three, and I don't know if you remember last year. Celtics really wanted that second spot. Yeah, they really, and I guess it did help out, but it, it didn't matter. Like it didn't matter whether they played a game. Like, I, it actually did work out in their favor because they did end up getting a game seven at home. 
Hmm. Yeah. And I guess you could say it did help them, but it wasn't even a close game. You know, blown out. I mean, they blew them out. We'll see what happens, because, I mean, Nick's at, Nick's at Boston tomorrow night, so... That'll well, be a big that's, game. That's a, that's a really good game, game for the Knicks, and it's it's kind of a big game for the Celtics. It is a big game um, for the Celtics. Knicks are a game back of the fourth spot, so... I don't know. Tomorrow, it's huge for them. So Let me go off... I, I feel like, yeah, they they blew, like, what was it? What did you say? It was, like, the biggest... 28? Yeah, yeah, biggest of the season. Biggest of the season, but on the second hand, you can look at it like, oh, yeah, they blew a huge lead, but you can also look at it like, okay, they lost one game, the Nets are not scrubs, and you have two guys that can give you, you know, Jalen Brown, or sorry, Jason Tatum can give you 30, and Jalen Brown can give you 25. They're the best duo in the NBA, in my opinion. That's I, wrong. I, That's wrong. Okay, now that, okay, now, okay, sorry, I didn't look at the Durant and Booker. Now that Durant, Durant and Booker. Durant and Booker are by far the best duo in the I NBA, told, dude, I don't even think it's like a, you know it's crazy? a competition anymore. Jalen Brown and Tatum are close, not even close, but they're like, they're second, and I guess they're like right there. But I just don't think that there's a better deal when you take a look at combined talent. You know, you know it's Brown funny. and Tatum are better. No, no, no. No, you know it's funny. <laughs> the reason I'm laughing is because I saw, um, I think it was Jason Tatum and Trey Young on Twitter were just like, I still can't believe Katie's on the Suns. Yeah. So that's why I was, I was like, oh yeah, Katie's on the Suns. But all right, so you think, you, you you think it's the best? You they're think best Kate, Durant and Booker lock best one and two in the NBA? Yeah. And then Tatum Brown after that. Yeah, and then I don't know Kyrie and Luca just talent wise. Talent the way that they fit, the way they fit. I don't think it's fit, up there. No, no. But just if you look at just total talent, honestly, they might be. They, they don't even say LeBron and AD because. Oh, I honestly would say that you could honestly because they wanted what a championship. Just, they are the only two with the ring. If you look at like best like duos, like they're in up there for the competition. But I. I it's people on ESPN that always say like duos, like they never do like you know the traditional one and two. Like people are after the best season, so like the Bucks, you could say Drew and Giannis. No, I was gonna say Drew and Giannis. I would just say that Drew's just a little bit behind like all the other people that we're talking about. People sleep on Drew. Amazing season. He is such a he's such a vital a good... part. I just he wouldn't is... say that he's the talent. He doesn't have the talent with all the other. Guys oh no, that he we're doesn't. About. But I, as a if we're talking about fit, mm-hmm. then I think that Giannis and Tatum. Yeah, I'm mean, sorry, Giannis, Giannis, dude, that would be crazy. That would Drew, break the NBA. Giannis and Drew are like are up there with Tatum and Brown. Yeah, yeah. No, they're definitely up there. Um, no. What else is going on? See, I was just gonna ask what your guys' opinions were for games or teams to look out for going forward. I think we kind of already talked about it, but like next week or like like. So what 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 should some people that are listening keep their eye on? Uh, what should they keep their eye on? The Grizzlies. Let's watch them tank because Jaws out. Jaws out. Brooks Brandon, is out. Brandon, Brandon Clark. Clark tore his Achilles. That's horrible, dude. I, man, I, listen, I'm not really like a big prayers guy, but I love Brandon Clark. I do too. And and you he know, he's like one of my favorite players to watch at Gonzaga. And just it, it's so it's so sad to watch players tear the yeah. Achilles because you're never it's the hard same. Back, that's so, no, that's such. And when yeah. Kate Cunningham did it, I was like, man, that really Clay's happened. never gonna like Clay's, Clay's never been the same since. Yeah. And he blew his ACL twice. Yeah. But um, KD. Yeah. No, so what I'm watching out for um, is, is definitely the Grizzlies because, honestly, when people were talking about the Grizzlies last year, they were like, oh, they're, they're such a deep team. Like, when you think about it now, you know, Dylan Brooks is, is suspended. John Morant, like you just said. Fuck Dylan Brooks, bro. Sorry, Dylan Brooks is a very – no, you're good. Dylan Brooks is such, such a dirty Brandon player. Clark is probably the only likable guy 
and Stephen Adams. Stephen Adams. Stephen Adams and Brandon. <laughs> so who He's doesn't like Stephen Adams? Adams? He's out too. What's, He's what's out too. Him? Yeah. And I also don't mind. Desmond Maine has been a little bit more uh, yeah. polarizing lately, but I do think, and overall, I do like how his game is. Bane got, uh, who's he? He got in a fight with somebody this yeah, year. Yeah, he's been more polarizing. I feel like he, in this previously, in like the previous years, he was much more quiet. Um, but I feel like that's the jaw effect. If you oh, are. LeBron tried to fight him earlier yeah. this year, but that was. Oh, yeah, and then um, Jordan Clarkson got into it with Triple J. Yeah. And, and Desmond Bane stepped into that, too. But Jordan Clarkson wants to pick fights with everybody now because he's just a Because that's Jordan guy. Clarkson. But, um, okay, so a team to watch out for. Nuggets fans, we play some very, very tough teams. We play the Knicks, who I'm not counting them out, honestly. They're a great regular season team. They're proving it. Um, the Bucks are amazing. And then right after that, we play the 76ers. And Embiid blew the water out of Nikola Jokic's game last game. We see the Suns twice. And we see Golden State. Woohoo! So, Bro, so two, if the, two Nuggets games, two Nuggets Suns games, were if right we, before the playoffs, if oh we want to see, so don't sleep on them playing the like the Bulls on on Wednesday either, because like the Bulls aren't good, but yeah, Demar Derozan and Zach Levine have been trading off the last couple of games. Yeah, and it's like it's tough because Derozan went off last night against the or yeah last night. Yeah, Derozan Suns. went off, and then Zach so Levine good. went off the night. He doesn't before. miss a mid range. Yeah, he doesn't. He's like freaking. Uh, he attempts like one three pointer a game. If Levine is on, dude, they can beat anybody. But like Levine is the yeah, most. Yeah. It's it's like. Let me tell you something that's gonna so happen. Hard to watch the Bulls. People watch out for the Bucks. I think they're going to go sixty and twenty two. I think they're gonna have a sixty win season. They'll beat the only team. Nuggets play the Suns twice. <laughs> I love Denver, but I, I don't win. know. They're, they're just gonna be so I, high I, scoring. I be they gotta win. They would thir- split. Thirteen go one. out of the next what? So let's do one revenge. 45 and 17. They're 45 and 17. They got to win 15 over the next probably 20 games. That's doable. Well, considering they've won 16 in a row, yeah, that's pretty doable. Yeah. How many games do they have at home? Let me look. We'll see how many games they have. I don't think Denver's going to hit 61 because that, that, that means they would have to only use like three. But, on, but that, that's like that's 25, then that's 75%. I'd, I'll, I'll tell you. Nine games at home. Um, those are locks. A lot of them are locks. Free wins. Um, but they have the Wizards on the road. Hmm. They have Golden State on the road, who doesn't lose at home. They have no. Sacramento on the road. They have Phoenix on the road. They have Utah on the road. They have Denver on the road. Um, and Toronto on the road. So they have they have a few really tough games in places that are not easy to win in. I mean, their road trip is pretty gross. Golden yeah. State, Sacramento, Phoenix. Yeah. Three games in a row. So two... So... Going back on Andrew's question, uh, teams to watch out for. In my opinion, if I had to go like two or three out of every conference, um, definitely the Suns are one of them just because they added one of the most skilled players, if not the most skilled player ever. Durant and Booker are now you know, the best duo in the NBA. So if you look at it from that, I I would say this. Tatum and... No, no. No, no. I totally forgot. I totally forgot. Um, the Suns, for sure. you got to watch out for the Suns. I agree with Lance. I think the Kings are going to be really fun to watch here in these next couple of games. or Well, the rest of the season, basically. And then after the Suns and the Kings, I, I don't know. Dallas is just weird. For me, I was so I was going to bring up Dallas because if you're interested in the playoff race like I am, because I think that the West is so tight that like the teams that come out of the play-in, I 
I think that they're relatively as good as like the Warriors or Mavs. Like, I mean, they're not as good, but they're relative. Like, I think that they're in the same kind of like range. Hmm. Maybe not the Tim, maybe not the Wolves, but that's, that's I think the... the Clippers at their best are as good as any team. I'm scared of the Clippers. That's I know, the thing. I know I, a lot of people tell me I shouldn't be. No, don't be. Don't, not, don't be. Not, trust maybe them. not like scared, but like I no. think I think that they. I just don't. I don't think I ever want to face Kawhi Leonard in the playoffs. Like I just don't. Like I trust I'm me, sorry, you'll I be don't. fine now. It's got Westbrook to shoot him out of the game. They've lost five in a row. So every game that Westbrook has been on there, I think they've only won one of them. Do, is there, no, they haven't won. Is I think, there a timetable on, like, Zion? I mean, we're talking about teams that – I look, that's the, thing. the last podcast that I said, is, let's not sleep on the Pels, and they were at the 10th seed. <coughs> I heard he's still at the 10th seed. But, like, Zion, I mean, they say he's making good progress, but – what does that mean? For he Zion? killed me on fantasy this year. He said that he said that when he, they said he was making a progress in the middle of the year when he didn't in the year last year when he didn't play. Yeah, so, that's what I'm saying. So yeah. my team, I have two teams. He's going under an the MRI Mavs next week. because of how either if the Mavs do well, they'll move up. If well, they okay. don't do well, they'll fall in the playoffs. What an observation! Okay, <laughs> if I the mean, Mavs do well, they'll up. move up. Yeah, but they'll move up in the standings. But if they don't, they will fall into the plan, and I think that's so. So crazy to think about how the Mavs, with adding a guy like Kyrie, fall to the plan, and the See, Timberwolves go into the six. That's team, that's interesting because they're, they're only a half game separated between the two. Yeah, half game, and I think, and I'm going to sound so media cliche right now, but I think the other teams, the other team, in my opinion, that's like interesting to watch out for is the Lakers, because I know, I know, dude, LeBron, that's the thing. They don't have LeBron, and it's how will AD will how will AD respond. And LeBron said these 25 games or whatever are the most important in his career, and he's probably going to be out for 15 of them. Let me tell you exactly. You know, you know Let Kendrick, me tell Perkins, you. Kendrick Perkins, he's, he says AD needs to step up right now. And, and so, we, we love Kendrick Perkins' work. We all love so. Kendrick Perkins, dude. <laughs> yeah, the Jokic, the stat pattern. And That's so it's like Kendrick Perkins. And so I think if the Lakers, the Lakers can make a though? push, or they're only, they're only one game out of the 10 seed. And I think that they can make a push. They And with the Jazz and Pelicans, uh, struggling right now, hmm. I think that they can make a push for the nine. And with the Clippers struggling, they can make a push for the eight seed. And I know that sounds like crazy, but the Lakers have a lot of peace. And with LeBron coming back, I think they're the team to watch out for. I'm not saying this will happen, but I think it's a team to to look out for because if they play even just average or even just above average for them, yeah, and like and they play consistent, I think that's the biggest thing. Well, they could play consistent from night to night, yeah. And if they do, I mean, they won. They beat the Thunder, who aren't very good, and they didn't have SGA. But they beat them without AD and without LeBron pretty easily. Mm. And so it's like, if those guys, those uh, role players can step up, like Schroeder's been playing well. Yeah. Beasley's been playing okay, pretty good. Mm. Vanderbilt's been playing well. Yeah. They, if they, those guys can step up, I think they're a scary team if you're a play-in team. If you're, mm. if you're a fan of a play-in team, they could be scary. I wouldn't say that. Anyways. I'm happy if the Lakers tank because that means we get a better draft pick. So... so- I think that the, I think that the Lakers. I was telling Don this earlier. I think that the Lakers have a better chance of knocking out one of the two seed than any other team that's in the that's in the seven through ten spot. I don't think that's. I mean, maybe besides Clippers, New Orleans. With if they get even, Zion's gonna come back for the playoffs. Are we sure about that? I mean, we're like we're like. I don't, dude. I don't know. We're ninety percent. We're ninety percent sure. Hey, LeBron in the playoffs can beat these teams, and their team is better than they were in twenty twenty one. Yeah, and they were like they brought the Suns, who went to the, who went uh, who went to the finals in six. 
Yeah. We're 90% sure that if Zion... Well, okay, we're 90% sure that there's a 15% chance that Zion will come back for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Okay, but fine. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'll take Zion out then. I mean, I'll take the Pelicans out. If you yeah, look at the Clippers, if, if, if Jazz, Zion is Timberwolves, no. Thunder, Blazers, like if you look at the guy, people who are com- com- competing for a, a playing spot, yeah. I trust the – not trust the Lakers, but I would – I would, I would take the if, Lakers. If any of those teams had a best chance to beat the number one, number one or number two, yeah, I think it's the Lakers just because of the fact that – AD and LeBron are at their best. Mm. I don't. There's not a lot of people that can stop them. The problem is with yeah. them is that are they going to be at their best? Yeah, no, that's, that's the biggest problem. That's a huge thing. So I, if you're the Jazz, you probably want to play the Nuggets if anything, just because of the familiarity you have. Yeah, that's I mean, true. Because we play the Nuggets what like twelve times a year, so it's yeah, like they're very familiar with each other, which makes which will make for a great series. Even though Utah lose that series, like it'll make for a fun six or. Six game series, yeah. probably. So okay, so teams in the East, teams to watch out for. So if, if I'm going based on who I think is going to, you know, come out of the East, it's either Boston or Milwaukee. But if I'm talking about like exciting teams, because if you look at Boston and Milwaukee, they're both five games ahead. You know, I don't think anybody's or like Philadelphia's good, but I don't think they're. They're not going to catch. They're not going to try and catch, or at least they're not going to be able. To. Yeah, they're not going to be able to. Four games back of, of Boston. The two five, game back of, five games back of Milwaukee. They're yeah, not, they're not catching them. I have so, one team to watch in the East. I have. I have. I have one. I have two yeah. teams. I, I bet we all have at least. I feel like we all have the same one, right? Dude, or maybe at least one of two. I feel like Dalton has. All right, so obviously, I name just want, your first one, and then we'll all say ours at the same time. How about uh, okay, so my first one. I just want to see how many wins the Bucks can get in a row. Oh, okay. I think oh, that's pretty so impressive. Good. I think they can get to twenty wins. They okay. don't. They don't have the hardest 20. schedule. And the rest of us have in a one. row. In a row. Yeah. One team. Yeah. All right. On three. One, two, two three. three. Knicks. Toronto. Shit. Toronto. I, I already, but I already talked about the Knicks earlier. So yeah, of course. Okay, I wasn't going to talk about them, but I would still say that's a team to watch out for because they could make it. I mean, they they could easily go into that four seed. Okay, yeah, then we that, talked about the Knicks earlier. I think like, we already I, talked about the Knicks. Yeah. I don't think we're sleeping on the Knicks, though. I think I would say, see, I just say we haven't talked about watch. the Raptors. Also, they're season. such an exciting team. But well, we can talk about the Raptors. You can talk about the Raptors. Why you think they're? Big. But I was just saying, if you're if you're an NBA fan, you got league pass. Mm-hmm. But Knicks are on like national television every other night. Yeah, yeah, because they're freaking New York. Yeah, so <laughs> like they get, or if you're just paying attention to the news, the Knicks yeah. are so fun and exciting. They are, and they're. I love like, watching. Players. Yeah, yeah, no, they're Randall's, fun to watch Randall's, too. Up and downs, but like, but then I don't get how he's so up and down, but then so like, it's I don't know how you can consider him consistent, but like, it's weird. It's Randall's like up and downs is so exciting to me. And you know what's so crazy? If you look roster for roster, like comparing rosters, the Raptors, honestly, if they played like how they should, but here's the thing they have so much talent. Like, the, the, I, I heard some people saying, like, OG having more minutes, and there's something about, you know, like Scotty Barnes not getting to develop as much. They added Podal during the... They have a lot of talent. Like, look at the standings. The Raptors, in my opinion, if they played the way... They have Siakam, Van Vliet, Barnes, and Anobi's one of the best defenders in the NBA, and then Podal. The Raptors could be a five seed. If you would have told a five any, seed, they, could. they any, just can't beat they just, anybody they, good. They just can't the, like, play good. Seven and three in the last, like last year. Yeah. Been like last exactly. year, they were five seed, and we're like, and I, I was probably the only one that said they could beat the Sixers. And yeah, obviously they didn't. They're <laughs> they did seven not. and three in the last ten, but they played. They played <laughs> Washington, who they lost to. They beat Chicago, lost to Cleveland. 
beat Detroit, beat New Orleans, beat Orlando, beat Detroit. They've lost to Utah and beat San Antonio. So look at their last 10 games. They've lost to three teams above 500, and everybody else, I mean, the Pistons are like the worst team in the league. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, we'll just see how they can, if they can play. I mean, they get Denver on Monday. Yeah. And then LA, they have an LA road trip, and then Denver again. So, yeah. in the couple, next couple of weeks, we'll see how the Raptors are doing. One last thought. If you would have told any NBA fan that Van Vliet, Siakam, OG, and Gary Trent Jr. will all be on the – if you would have told them the Sunday before the trade deadline that they would all be still be on the team, they would not have the league here. Yeah. Because yeah. there were so many trade rumors with all oh, of those guys. All of them. And the, the biggest ones were with OG. Yeah. I Man, I – I can't believe OG didn't go. Yeah, exactly. That's crazy. That, that's the one specifically. Yeah, OG not leaving really made me Same mad. Because here's the thing. I was sitting there at the trade deadline, and then I, it was like – Golden State is trying to make a push for OG, and I'm like, oh my gosh, that'd be that'd just be so sick. that would be such a good add to Golden great. State. I was the Jordan Poole season. <laughs> they need him though because Steph. Steph Can you imagine Steph. that they'd be Steph, Clay, OG, Draymond, and Kevon Looney? When does Steph come back? Tomorrow. Serious? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. All right, so that's gonna do it for this episode. Stay tuned. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Spotify, and we will see you guys later. Peace.